How to read profile pictures, part three. In the last episode, we analyzed profile pictures to understand how someone's personality speaks out in their profile picture. And similarly, in this episode, we have some very interesting profile pictures, which I'm sure you also have come across on your social media, but might not have thought much of it at the time. Firstly, candid profile pictures. When people get caught in the moment, it's very spontaneous, very accidental, but uh, they're always looking perfect. So here's one example. Can you see it? That picture does not look accidental, just putting it out there. Yeah, it's very celebrity-like vibes. Getting out the car, laughing with friends, living your best life. Oh yes, we've all pulled that one, haven't we? Waking up with beautiful sunrise on your face. This is my morning face selfie. Bullshit. Yeah, why do humans have the need to do that? I don't understand. Well, because they may be looking for romantic attention. Perhaps they have peculiar fantasies mm. and they're looking for someone who can fulfill their unmet romantic desires. Oh God, tell me more soon. <laughs> okay, but promise me that you're not going to be targeting those women online who have these type of profile pictures. Oh no, of course I won't. Then I can tell you a bit more. Okay, I promise you I won't. Now tell me some more. Okay, so the meaning to look important busy, focused, doing their thing, but basically they're playing hard to get. Mm. And all of this is obviously staged, especially if they're single. They're hinting to you that getting a date with them is next to impossible. And they're very desirable, very much in demand. If you pay close attention, you can see that they're trying to copy a lot of celebrity poses. So they want to come across as very special, very much in demand, very indifferent, very much out of your reach. So they hope that makes them more irresistible, more tempting, more attractive. Exactly. Neurotic people pretending to be chill and relaxed about life next one the classic selfies in the mirror yeah i think it's kind of outdated it's very 2010 11 12 yes so i really had to think about this one because there isn't so much research out there that i could have used to analyze this so i have used my common sense and my intuition oh god to predict who these people might be and what might be going on in their minds. So what we all know is that uh, mirrors give us a reversed reflection of how we actually look. And we look at ourselves in the mirror pretty much every day. And that's how we know what we look like, unless you take a picture. But most people just hate how their pictures come out. So we prefer to use the mirror because 
you know, we're used to that kind of image of who we are. Oh my God, yeah, you look amazing in the mirror, don't you? Yeah, and then you take a picture and you're like, oh, who's this? How? So people who take lots of selfies in the mirror and choose to set them as their profile picture, it's mostly because they want to be in control of their self-image. Interesting. Ah, interesting. I like that. Taking a selfie in the mirror is the only way people can be seen by others as how they perceive themselves. Yes. And usually, it's people who are struggling mentally with something. They're very anxious and hyper-conscious about how people view them. And it's not just about their looks, it's who they are, their personalities. They worry about being judged. So the mirror acts as a soft filter, so a layer of comfort to make them feel a little bit more at ease with how others will perceive them. And it's an easy way to show your whole body in a photo without having somebody else take the photo. So it's great for that sort of thing, you know. I mean, amount of nudes I'd received have been people doing selfies is actually insane. Okay, we didn't really need that detail. About... Well, pretend I didn't say nudes then. Yeah, another reason why people would do it is because they want to take a long shot and they haven't got anybody else to do it for yes, them. Yes, we've all been there, <laughs> to be fair. Well, weren't phones back in the day, well, we're talking about 2010s, we had smartphones, but not every smartphone had the option to have the camera that you can point to your face. I mean, the whole reason they've done that is so they can film us constantly, let's be honest, so they can record what we're doing at all times. And that was your suggestion, wasn't it? Well, I wouldn't say it was. I, Well, yes, it was. Oh, my God. So who's next on our tour of faces? Okay. We are going to be diving into the psychology of people who obsess over fictional characters. They have that as their profile picture, or it could even be a celebrity that they admire. Uh, yes, they've got a picture of James Bond or like Pikachu or something. Yeah, do you know why that might be? Uh, no, I don't. But I say people are probably like regressing to childhood or something. They're sort of resisting adulthood, afraid of what the outside world sees in them, afraid of what they see in themselves. Hmm, I disagree. I think people who have a character from either an anime, video game, cartoon, I think they're very creative people, very who have a maybe a childish heart, mm-hmm. who maybe enjoy gaming, who enjoy watching anime, who are very fun to be around. Yes, very childlike heart. So these people, in theory, will idealize everything in life. They don't enjoy being in reality because it's uncertain and they're obsessed with the fictional world, the cartoons, the animation, the celebrity lifestyle, to escape the unglamorous truth about life, which is uncertainty. It kind of sounds like Suman, you and Angelina, to be honest. Well, I think if somebody, somebody has had maybe a hard upbringing or was bullied in school, maybe anime or cartoons or video games or music were way a sort of escapism so escaping from the harsh reality and enjoying things 
when you're at home alone. So I no, don't think no. that's a bad thing. Nobody's coming for anime. I love anime as much as the nest. Attack on Titan, sign me up. Yes, Yu Yu Hoshuka, love it. Sailor Moon, love Sailor it. Sailor Moon, I'm all over that shit, right? I'm not having a go at anime, but obviously you two are. You have a childlike wonder of the world. It's not a bad thing, but I'm I think... I'm not talking about people who have an innocent celebrity crush or enjoy watching cartoons. This is people who are so lost in a fictional world that they have created in their minds, they cannot comprehend reality. Oh. They can't have real relationships because unlike the fictional characters, relationships can't be idealized they can't be controlled so like children who have imaginary friends weirdos and they talk to their toys future serial killers oh shush <laughs> what those children are doing is creating an illusion of companionship in their minds to experience love and affection. For some children, when they are deprived of love and affection at an early age, there is profound disappointment. They lose trust in relationships. They've not experienced love and relationships the way most of us have. So they'll pick somebody who is so out of touch, such as someone who is out of the country or someone who's a celebrity or somebody who's already committed, people that they know there's no chance of forming a real relationship. And that's what they want. They don't want a real relationship because they don't want to risk themselves being hurt. And the moment the other person shows interest, they'll pull away. They sound like bloody freaks. Oh, my God. That's the worst photo yet. Guys, if you're out there with this sort of photo, you're a fucking freak. And I'm sorry for you, okay? I wouldn't call them freaks. I would definitely think that these individuals are very immature due to their maybe tragic past or upbringing or lack of... uh, social interaction of lack of love which is quite sad i think so there's definitely i think people like that definitely should maybe search for help but look i i something's wrong with them that's all i have to say i don't it doesn't sound good does it that was your child you'd be very worried you'd be calling some sort of child services and saying look my child's obsessed yeah but nobody knows nobody knows because they keep it to themselves. Well, then, uh, to all the people out there, please do keep it to yourselves. I don't think you should share that. Oh, how can you have such a cold heart? <laughs> because they're freaks. They are not freaks. They're just terrified of the idea of being hurt. Their desire to be in control and feel secure in any emotional experience is making them do this. And they would rather be in a hopeless situation which they know that they can control in their head instead of risking being in love and knowing that this person might end up hurting them. And I know a friend who had this huge crush on somebody who was engaged 
and they were going to get married next month so she was madly in love with him but she won't make any efforts to speak to him or confess her love for him and she was just so madly in love with this person and I could just not understand why she would not do anything about it. Oh god, now it's getting juicy. I also have something to confess, something really personal. I've never shared this before, so be gentle with me. I can also relate to this on a personal level. Because at one point, I met someone and I had a little crush on them. But then it developed into an absolute madness. What? They were married? No, he wasn't married. But very out of reach. And it was not possible. I mean, I could if I wanted to. But it just felt absolutely terrifying. I was so confused until I started doing this research. And a lot of it started making sense. And I thought about my friend as well. And I mean, her case was more obsessive than mine. She used to write poems. She used to tattoo his name on her arm. Oh my God. What's wrong with you guys? You know what, Suman? I'm a little bit disappointed that you actually did advise that friend to tell a married man that (laughs) she loves him. I mean, married men should be off the table. You tell her, Angelina, her and her little whorish friend. (gasps) Okay, look, I was only joking. They're not whores. They're natural people. They're living their lives. However, it was not good behavior, although I do absolutely love it. So that's it. We're going to move on to the next thing. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Suman, look, just, I think we need to sort this out, you know, for your own good. I think this was a blockage in your life and it's causing your chakras to get dulled and, you know, you're leaking out energy and we want to secure that by purging you of these negative thoughts. So I think it's best if you just share... What exactly went on? Who it was that you were so desperately, direstly in love with that you could not resist them? No, I, I don't want to talk about it. Suman, for the listeners, for the likes, for the subscribers. Dave, Dave, stop with your manipulations. I'm trying to get Suman to heal. Heal? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know how much courage it took me to even admit this? Fuck off. Big Barry the masseuse. What's wrong with being a masseuse? That's her that, honest living. No, that's who she fell in love with. So what? No, I didn't. He's just... Okay, fine, Dave. I'm just going to say yes so that we can all move on. So, Big Barry had his big, strong hand giving you Swedish leg massages. Oh, my God. And you start to feel a little flutter deep down in your never regions. Why do you make everything perverted? <laughs> How could it not be more perverted than her getting a massage and falling in love with you? No, what did I say? It's basically somebody who's out of their reach. So if he was a masseuse, then... <laughs> oh, I see. I do apologise. Was that guy from the chippy? What? Oh, Dave. What about the guy from the, the Chinese test restaurant? Drops stuff off with the long hair. He did not work in any takeaways or convenience stores. Well, then how did you meet him? You don't meet guys any other way. Those are the only guys you meet when you're ordering food. How do you know how she meets guys? Are you stalking her? Oh my god, not the bowling alley guy. The dweeb with the spotty face. 
and the glasses. He didn't have glasses. Well, I don't know. It's, oh, that kid from school, isn't it? The guy you sat next to in math class. He was in my school. Suman, Suman. I knew it. Stop. I'm just going to tell you. Stop it right now. Believe me when I tell you, he's going to stalk this person and send them your foot pictures. <gasps> I'll die. Just leave it at that. Dave, stop asking questions. Yeah, and this person was not from my school. I just remembered it, it Oh, wasn't. God, he's not an old man, is he? Will you stop? Not everybody has a fetish on old people. Fetish <laughs> we... on old people. No, I know. You have, a, you have a fetish on humans, don't you? Well, you have a fetish on angels. Yes, I do, and I've got a fetish for you. <gasps> Here we go again. She likes it. In your dreams, buddy. She wants to giggle. Well, I giggle. I'm an angel. Angels always giggle. I know. That's what I like. Well, I'm glad you like something about me. Good. We can agree on something. Well, we, we have agreed on a couple of things today. Yes. You're beautiful. I'm smart. And Suman's batshit crazy. <gasps> that is such a rude thing to say. Dave... I just confess something deeply personal. Sorry. There's people out there carrying a lot of these negative feelings of betrayal and disappointment into their present life, afraid of experiencing love and emotional intimacy. And I want to tell them that... You're going to be okay. You need to break out of the illusion in your head. By going out into the real world, taking a small bit of risk with your heart, because you're stronger than you think. Mm, Kitty's got claws. Okay, let's move on. So the next profile picture that we are going to be discussing is black and white photos. Oh my god, yes. What about Clyde? Who's Clyde? Clyde, that young man from that fucking uh, charity shop he had the polo neck I don't know who you're talking about Dave he had the hole in his jeans huh that's a weird detail to remember Dave well he's, I used to always see his package through the hole I thought that's why Suman liked him no it's not that kind of a fantasy Dave it's not sexual no, it's not sexual at all. Not all fantasies are sexual, I thought babe. this was about somebody that she fancied and wanted to marry or something. No, the thing is, they just have a weird illusion of what love is. It's not real. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's shit. I thought it was going to be a sexy story. It's not. It's very sad. Oh, well, let's move on then. Right. Black and white effects on profile pictures... Does anyone know why someone might use black and white filters? Well, if I can put my two cents into this, I think black and white pictures are actually quite beautiful. I think a person who has a picture like that definitely has an aura of mysticism around them. Well, I don't know. I'd say most black and white photos are sort of a suggestion of a mild form of insanity. Oh, well, there is a research that actually says that the reason why black and white photography has a major advantage towards color photography is the fact that you can play with lighting and shadows and they can contrast and juxtapose each other within a composition for dramatic effect. So if I'm not mistaken, many actors and singers, when they have their portfolio pictures, they have them in black and white. 
It seems very professional. Yes, black and white are formal colours, so people often use these for professional headshots. It's, yeah, it's like a LinkedIn profile. Yes, like LinkedIn. But they're also used for creative reasons, as Angelina said. Usually for profile pictures, it's an easier way to enhance your look. So black and white filters will add a nice contrast. It will enhance your features, give you a nice flawless skin. Mm. So what about if you have a black and white photo and the person is looking like a ghost and they're looking direct at the camera with a laser focus? Now, that can be a sign of emotionally unavailable people who are not being open to a dedicated relationship. So if you are going to DM these people, just be very careful. Just be mindful that you might just either not hear back from them at so all. So to all the parents out there, if you see your children post any black and white photos, make sure you call the doctor straight away and get them sectioned because they're probably going to be little maniacs. Dave! This is quite dangerous. You're promoting misinformation. That's just what all the good podcasts do these days. Now, now parents will start calling hospitals and ambulances all over because of you. Don't well, do that. Well, it might that. slow things down a little bit. Probably do some, do them some good. D don't listen to Dave. You parents out there listening to this, nothing is wrong with your children. It's probably just a phase, maybe even an emo phase. They'll grow out of it. Yes, I was actually going to mention that it could be a sign of somebody just temporarily struggling with something, but it's just a phase, maybe after a breakup or maybe after an incident where they just want to go under the radar a little bit, just be low-key. It could just be that. Sorry, can I have a quick question to you guys? Because I don't know, sorry, I know this is a bit off-piece and I do apologise. I don't, I've been feeling a little bit, am I ugly? Yes. You're ugly inside because you're a devil and you do horrible things to people. Do people slide into your DMs? Because nobody slid into my DMs for months. Oh my God, somebody slid into my DM and said, are you looking for a sugar daddy? <laughs> oh my God, somebody said that to one of my friends. Oh my word. I hope you blocked them, Suman. Those people are dangerous. I hope, I hope she said, yes, I need a fucking new pool table. That's that's where scammers get you. Yeah, I think it was a scam. Oh, I thought it was just like you nosh him off for a bit and get a bit of cash. No, it was like, oh, he won't involve anything sexual. I was like, yeah, right. Why aren't people messaging me wanting to be my sugar daddy? Uh, because you're not a really fun person to be around. You make fun of others. You belittle others. I party a lot, though, and that's fun. Dave, listen. What you need to do is put your most authentic self out there and you'll attract people who genuinely like you rather than you being fake just to impress people. Because sometimes what happens is we pretend to be somebody who we're not just so that we can impress others, but we can only wear a mask for so long. So what will happen is that you'll attract someone who is going to end up abandoning you. And then you think, oh, everybody that I love ends up leaving me. And I know that you're a devil, but start believing in the good parts of who you are. I'm sure you must have done 
something good in your life. People will really find that inspirational and they'll admire you for trying to be a better influence and spreading positivity. And you don't have to be artificially perfect, but at least we can see that you're trying to do better. No. Oh my God, well, stop wasting my time then. I just want a bit of money for my time, you know? I'm not getting paid for this shit. Well, that's who you are going to attract. Time wasters. Well, that, well, I want to attract rich time wasters. Okay, good look. So the last profile picture that we have, funny looking, weird poses, and all round peculiar styles. Pulling a silly face or something. Yes, funny faces do right, count. I'm going to preempt you now, Suman. I think that those ones are definitely alarm bells. Alarm bells? Why? I think it shows a sign of sort of like, you're not comfortable in yourself, I don't think, if you're posting those sort of photographs. Mm. I would disagree. I think quite the opposite. I think people who who put out pictures where they are not looking perfect or beautiful are quite, you know, they're quite sure about themselves. They have a lot of confidence. We all know what Angelina's photos are like. They're probably all in black and white and all of her laughing. Some of her pictures are in black and white, so I think we know Oh she's well, here it. we go now. That makes sense why she's defending all these black and white photos. Well, I think black and white photos are very aesthetically pleasing. Yes, I bet you do. I bet you do. Look, everyone has a quirky side to them. And we've all experienced some sort of mental health issues, so... Trust me, it doesn't make you the odd one out. We're not particularly stable ourselves, are we? Exactly. Okay, people with weird, funny-looking, silly poses set on their profile picture. Yes, wankers. No, not wankers. These people are using humour to regulate their own emotions because that can help them release stress and tension. Their sense of humour usually helps them socially bond so they use jokes and banter to connect with people because they can't do that on a serious note. They find that really uncomfortable. And I could relate to some of this myself because I work in comedy. As we all know, comedy is created with an element of pain and humiliation or discomfort. Yes. So a lot of people that are depressed and have had traumatic experiences make the best comedians. They are trying to keep everything positive and keep everybody else happy, but tragically, they can't do that for themselves. Well, that bodes well for us, because I know for 100% that me and Suman are completely fucked. <laughs> so it's going to be good. It's going to be pretty funny, this podcast. And Angelina, I don't know you very well, but you sound like you've got bags of trauma. So let's make people laugh, guys. Well, I do have to admit that a some us as angels... As in the angel race, we always think about others and we want to help and make others feel happy. But oftentimes, we're not really allowed to think about ourselves because it is considered selfish. So I do admit sometimes I do wish I could maybe have more fun, do more things that make me happy. I think you can have fun, Angelina. Uh, let loose, girl. No, not let loose. Excuse me, there are some boundaries here. Angelina, now you're on Earth and you're going to be inevitably making mistakes. 
because life on Earth is really challenging these days. But you're the highest ranked angel, so I have full faith in you. Just go out there and live your best life. Well, that is easier said than done. You see, angels, we keep ourselves ourselves to a very high standard, and any small mistake can jeopardize our position. I know, but if you want to tidy up some of this mess that Dave has created on Earth, you're going to have to get your hands dirty a little. Well, I'll have to take your advice, Suman. I'll definitely try to have more fun and try not to let Dave get into my head. Fantastic. So, coming back to the funny and quirky profile pictures, the good news is that these people are very intelligent because to be funny, you have to be creative. And these people have the audacity, the boldness, the courage to think outside the box. Yes, and that's what makes us three so special. Oh, Aww, that's so sweet. Well, I definitely agree with Dave, and I agree about the, the intelligence part, because it's much harder to write comedy than horror. It's easy to write horror. You make, yes. up, you make up a scary story, jump scare. Oh, yes, horrors for kids. But comedy, to make people laugh, you really, really need to know a lot about the human psyche and about the world around you. Mm-hmm. So, Suman... Yes, my angel? What about... Well, we've talked about different profile pictures. The one where you smile, where you make faces, the black and white ones, couple ones, blah, blah, blah. But what about the ordinary pictures? The ones that don't have a black and white filter? The non-couple one? The ones that where you don't have a duck face or whatever humans like nowadays? What about them? Well, this is where the art of face reading is really useful. Face reading is basically this idea that humans are an extension of nature. And just like there are five elements in nature, fire, water, earth, wood and metal, which are the elements that we depend on to survive and exist. So each one of us is inclined to exist in our best form in a particular way. So basically the rhythms of nature can be found in us and on our faces. That is very interesting. Yeah. So by noticing someone's features as they are, we can understand the direction of their energy and what drives them. So it's not much about mind reading, it's about understanding their personalities and how they operate naturally with others. Are they competitive? Are they nurturing? Or are they just fiery, all-round, passionate people? Also, variations in people's facial features point to their aspects of mental health the colour of their face and how healthy some of their features look could indicate what health issues they might be experiencing, such as issues with certain organs like kidney problems or heart problems, etc. It is the rhythms of nature. Sorry, I just couldn't resist singing. Apologies. A lot of times people can be a combination of water or fire or wood and metal. So it might not just be one element. People can be made up of different elements. 
Now let's cover fire, which is the best element of all. Does anybody know why? I'm guessing that you're fire. Yay! Okay. Okay, jokes beside, there's no best or worst element, okay? Oh, I was gonna think it's it's the Dave, because, you know, devil's fire. No, I think I'm wood, because I'm always hard. Oh my... Oh. So, man, can you tell him not to use those words anymore? Yes, Dave, can you please refrain from using such disgusting analogies? Suman likes it. She pretends she's all good, but it makes her laugh. No, I don't. I was just um, laughing at another joke I recalled a few years ago. <laughs> okay, a fire sign is a triangle. It's an oval shape. They have a pointed chin, mm -hmm. and their eyebrows On are the top um... of their head. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the shape of the heart basically starts from the eyebrows. The shape of the heart. Yeah, because like that. Eye... Well, like... this is complete bullshit. Then no, it? like. No, it is not. Because the heart shape is like this, isn't it? Well, Dave doesn't have a heart, so you know. It's Possibly. Exactly. Maybe that's why he's struggling to understand. Okay. They usually have dimples, and I have dimples. Their eyes are very expressive, and I have been told this so many times. Um, they're able to... Sorry, I'm just, just going to stop complimenting myself. And honestly. They are... Um, they are able to connect with people through their charisma and creativity. They are very intuitive. However, little do people often know that the heart shape can also be very scattered at heart. Mm -hmm. And if you want to motivate a fire person, they are motivated by joy and heart-to-heart -heart connection. When their joy flames out, they fall apart sometimes into a place of hopelessness so the need to work as part of a team that's united and they need to be at the heart of what they do so they need to have a lot of fun with their work and they need to have something that's really interactive and keeps them engaged well i think this really does uh, describe you perfectly i think you're a very hard-working person very creative person and i think you're very driven with passion i think you enjoy the things you do yeah exactly and i wouldn't put up with dave if it wasn't for the fun that i'm having with you angelina doing all this work learning all these things and then connecting with my listeners even though it's really not a visual connection i know that there's a lot of people out there we get really good feedback the podcast has helped so many people it's inspired them it's uh, helped them see another perspective in life. And I just absolutely love hearing all these positive stories. Okay, now talking about uh, the next element, which is the wood element. Yes, fucking wood. So the wood type, it's a rectangle. So it's longer than it is wide. It's, uh, well, that's true. I can tell, I can definitely tell you that's true. It is quite wide, but it's definitely longer than it is wide. It's no chode. Suman, do you mind if I put some uh, earbuds in my ears? Because I think this is going to be very sexualized and... Okay, I promise you, Angelina, look, I won't say anything for the next for the next 45 seconds. Suman, please explain this long, thick wood type. So, a wood person is full of passion, 
Their eyes are very sharp. They have a laser focus, so they can give you an intense look and make you feel a little warned and on edge. Their primary emotion is anger. And you can usually see that by some of those emotional marks that are left from just being really intense and focused in between their eyes. A wood element is very goal orientated and they're willing to fight for their goals. Anything that involves competition because they want to strive for something. They need to have something to look forward towards like targets and goals and numbers. Something that they are taking a step towards every day. Otherwise, the journey is just meaningless to them. They can also come across as very dominating and controlling. But for them, that's their dedication. That's them striving for what they set out to do. You see, it wasn't bad, Angelina. I stayed quiet, no sexual innuendos. Great, I hope we keep it like this. Right, next one is the earth element. So the earth person has a square face, very stable looking, so it's all symmetrical. They have naturally plump lips and full cheeks. Oh. Here we go again. This is Angelina. These people are very nurturing, very disciplined, very grounded, and they are excellent at connecting people and bringing the best out of everyone. They are like the big sister or big brother in the family who takes care of everybody else but can often ignore their own needs. I'm definitely guilty of this, I admit. Yes, it sounds like you're not taking care of yourself, are you? Well, well, there's a lot of stress and a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. I mean, I was sent to Earth with a mission. You've got to look after yourself, Angelina. It's like when you're in a plane, if it crashes, you put your own oxygen mask on first before helping anybody else, because if you're not looking after yourself, you are of no use to anybody, least of all God. And we know how much you love God. Well, of course. I mean, he is the father of all creatures. Well, then look after yourself. Treat yourself. Give yourself a small little token of how good you've been this week. Perhaps some ice cream or a small cigarette in the park or a sip of Chateau Neuf de Pape. Well, I will take up your offer on ice cream. Unfortunately, I do not smoke and I do not drink. But ice cream sounds like a great idea. I will eat some after we're finished with this. There we go. Okay, the next element we have are the metal people. Like cyborgs? Look, just round. Oh, boring. No, metal people are one of the prettiest in all of these elements, actually. Oh. Oh. These people have sharp angled features. Most likely they have cheekbones long slim nose, high eyebrows, so usually very pretty face. These people are driven by rationale and logic, so whatever they do, it needs to make sense to them and it needs to have good grounds for them to be part of something or to say yes. And they're naturally very calm, articulate people, very precise. They thrive on the idea of perfectionism Um, So they can be quite thorough, they can be quite analytical, they can be very detail-oriented as well. I have some elements of metal on my face. Yes. I can relate to some of the uh, characteristics of a metal person. 
such as the fact that they need to have a sense of reasoning to be part of something. So a lot of people can be a combination of two or even three elements. Oh, so you could have most of them. Yeah, some people can, but I think you're just wood. I think you're predominantly wood. Yes, I think I'm wood too. I'm definitely predominantly wood. Last but not least, the water element. As you can imagine, they are not very well defined or sharp. It's very much like an amorphous. They can have a dreamy look, relaxed features. Their eyes are very soft and they have some puffiness in the lower cheeks. Sounds quite ugly. Puffy cheeks and flat heads. Oh, excuse you, I have puffy cheeks and a white forehead. Oh, uh, well, <clears throat> need I say more? Well, didn't you call me beautiful a few minutes I ago? I know. I'm just joking, but it's nice to know you remember that I call you beautiful and good to know you're hanging on to that compliment, like a cat hanging on to Mondays or whatever that post is like. These people have great imaginations. They are brilliant explorers, very investigative in nature. They are artistic, dreamy and highly innovative. They are just as focused as the wood person when it comes to being goal orientated, but they don't push boundaries. They tend to go over and around like the flow of the river. Mm. Because for these people, the journey is far more interesting than reaching an ideal goal. Sometimes they can go off on a tangent like the water stream, so they can go in all sorts of direction. So if you've got a water person in your team, maybe they need some help keeping them aligned sometimes, or maybe the wood element helping them stay focused. Hmm. Oh, interesting. I definitely see myself in water as well. So, earth and water? Yes, I agree. I'm definitely a mixture of both. <laughs> and what do earth and water make? Mud. Well, you you do say that, but mud can have a medicinal uh, it's a medicinal remedy in many countries. Mm -hmm. And Dave uses a lot of mud masks, don't you? No. Yes, you do. I've seen you so many times wearing a mud mask on a Sunday morning. Shut up. Oh, I see. Hypocrisy much? Look, just because I look after my skin doesn't mean anything. There's nothing wrong. Anything. I did not say it's any, that it's anything wrong to looking after your skin, did I? No, but I don't want all the, all the guys to know. I hope this helps you understand your natural abilities and people around you. And remember... Like nature, no one element is better than the other. So water element isn't better than fire and wood person isn't better than earth. We are all here to serve a unique purpose. We all have our strengths to complement each other, not to compete with each other. Oh, I just went on a tangent and I lost my point again. Because you were talking shit about uplifting people and all making each other better. When we just don't, let's be honest. We're a bunch of wood, metal, water, bloody people fighting each other. Okay, I just remembered why I was going to say. No element is better than the other. However, knowing your element can help you understand who you are and the kind of energy you want to attract. And I hope this podcast has helped you 
on your journey of self-exploration and it has helped you make sense of some of those people around you. And if you have found this podcast useful, please do share it with your friends, perhaps somebody who needs to hear this, perhaps they are struggling mentally or having an identity crisis, who knows, but don't tell them that. Yes, don't say, <laughs> by the way, I just think that you're going for a very difficult time and you seem mental, so here's this podcast. Mm-hmm. Don't phrase it like that, okay? Yes, just say it's a very funny podcast and there's this hideous character of the devil and it's really fun to laugh at him, so check it out. They're not going to say that, Suman. Okay, on a final note, I am a fire element, as we all established. I'm naturally attracted to water. So whether it's choosing a holiday destination, I'll always go for the cool and calm places, somewhere near a beach or lots of lakes or where there's a rainforest, something to do with water because it's very calming to me. And even romantically, I usually get attracted to people who are a water element. Mm, Water and fire create steam, and you like things that are steamy. And steam is related to water, which is related to steam rooms, which is leisure centres, which means that you fancied Greg Davison, who worked at the leisure centre near you. That's who you had a crush on, isn't it? What? He worked in the sauna in the leisure centre. Greg Davison. Oh, no, no, no. I got told that you, that you kissed him in the, in the showers. No, I didn't. I was just helping him. There was something stuck on his shirt. Where do you get all this information? That's what I'm curious. Because he's always there with me, sitting on my shoulder, doing my heading. Knocking about, <sighs> seeing what she gets up to. Mm-hmm. Oh, Suman, I do sympathize with you. Most devils aren't as lovely as me, though, Suman. Let's be honest. If I ever led you astray. Lovely. I think you're the furthest from lovely. Well, at least I'm fit. And if I'm not lovely. You are lewd. Any L words, yes. that would be lewd. Licentious, lewd. I can't think of any more. Love, loving. There we go. Lustful. <gasps> oh, lustful, yes. Angelina. I just said the word. It starts with an L. I know, but it always starts with a word and then it escalates into doing some devilish things. And that's what happened with Angela. I don't want to lose you. Angela, I love her. She's a dear friend of mine, but... But she's no seraphin, is she? Unfortunately, yes. I mean, she nearly became one, and then she got into a relationship with you. So you ruined her chances of being the closest to God. Say seraphin again. I won't. I want you all to take the knowledge and what we have discussed today from a realistic point of view. Face reading is relative. It's not psychic, it's not fortunate telling, and it's definitely not mind reading. But by studying faces, we can find so much about people which can help us understand them better and also who we are. If you want to find out your natural element, there are plenty of apps and quizzes online. Oh, yes. Take the quiz and let us know which one you are, please, guys. If you find out you're a wood type or a metal type or whatever type you are, you know, you could be any type in between. Let us know what type you are and we'd be interested in to find out. Well, Suman, I think this was a very, very 
informative and very interesting podcast. I think you did a lot of research and I learned a lot about humans today. They're much more complicated than I originally thought. <laughs> yes, they are indeed very complicated and destined to make mistakes. Go out there and see it for yourself. Well, if you want to go clubbing, I mean, you could always give me a shout. Well, you know what, Dave? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I might take you up for that offer. Excellent. Right, Suman, I'm going to go out and get a little haircut for tomorrow, and me and Angelina are going to go clubbing. Do you want to come? Well, actually, me and Angelina, we love Bugs Bunny, so we are going to stay in and watch some Looney Tunes. Oh, I'll come. I'll swing by. No, you're not. Uh, I'm not invited. No. No, you're not. Just do a prank call with Rob or... You know, whatever entertains you. No, I think I'll swing by. So, Suman, what about Rob? Is he coming back in the next episode? Um, I don't know. I'm very conflicted. What do you guys think? Just bring him back for five minutes and see if he's as shit as before. And if not, we'll give him a job. If he is, then fuck him off. <laughs> <laughs>